Welcome to episode 14 of the Three Amigos FPL show. I'm your host, FPL Marple, and alongside me as always is my amigo Mars. Dale unfortunately couldn't make it tonight, but our trio is intact as we are joined by the one and only Richard Kenny. Welcome to the show, Rich. Hi, Don. Uh, thanks, guys, for uh, having me on the show. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Yep, you're, of course, a regular from our fan few days, but uh, yeah. it's great to have you on our Three Amigos show. Um, you're of course you're a man who takes an analytical approach to FBL, so this stage of the season is where your bread is buttered. Tell us how are you sitting now with three game weeks to go, and how has the blank game week 35 worked out for you? Uh, not too badly. Game week 35, it's uh, it's going okay. I played my free hit chip um, before tonight's game. I was on 56 points with three to play: Baines, Coleman, Tucson. Um, so hopefully they'll get a few points for me. Um, now I'm. If- my non-free hit team, um, they've only scored 13 points this week, Tarkowski and Barnes, because I played the, the, the wild card, you know, to have a, plenty of double game players last week, and then to full intention of playing the free hit this week. So it's going okay. That's good, yeah. I like it because um, I know a lot of people, a lot of people were giving out about the bench boost last week, and. Um, and uh, but there seems to be more happy people around with the free hits. Lacazette was one that I know a lot of people benefited. Free hitters, I had Aubameyang on my team, and I don't have the luxury of being able to just swap him out for Lacazette. So I know that was a major bonus um, for, yeah, the, for, be- for those who were free hitting. Yeah, I benefited from that because um, I Aubameyang at the start of the week, and then the news came out of Wenger uh, saying he was going to prepare for the the European game. So then I switched to Lacazette and benefited from that. Uh, Marzi, how are you getting on in game week 35? Yeah, not doing too bad. 70 points at the moment. If Everton hold on to that clean sheet, so I can't complain. My free hit team was probably on nine, as I only had three players. As Richard, I planned it out to have, um, you know, I ended up with 15 double game week players, and <clears throat> only the Burnley boys would have been in my um, in my team, so I'm happy. Who did you captain this week? Jesus. Oh, yes. Same as myself. Um, Rich, who'd you go for? I went with Salah. So, both scores. Oh, you so. stuck to, yeah, tried and trusted, yeah. trusted Salah. He, he can't seem to fail, no matter what. I think if he came on for a 10-minute cameo, he'd still succeed as a captain pick. Um, You know, he just, I don't know, yeah. he can't seem to stop scoring. But, um, you know, the, uh, the Jesus had me worrying for a while, but um, thankfully he pulled through. And as it happened, it actually worked out better because with the penalty miss, he got the assist, whereas Sterling would have gotten another assist um, had he put it away. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I don't have Sterling. So in a way, it worked out fairly OK with his um, with his penalty miss, as much as you don't want your uh, your captain missing a penalty on any game week. Um, I had actually another couple of a two, I think I had two OGs last week and then a penalty miss from my captain this week. So um, it's been kind of a... Um, shall we say, an exciting couple of game weeks for myself. But um, lads, let's move on to Marzi's talking point. Where's the love, man? Where is the love? Got managers hurting. I hear them crying. Can we practice what we preach? And please stop Captain Hansight and comparing each other's points. I mean, come on. 
whether you got the free hit or the not, or you didn't have the free hit, you had a plan, it worked. Whether I have City players or not for game week 36, let me enjoy my free, my free hit. I'm happy. Other managers are happy. I'm sure there are some managers who don't know what free hit is. And when they look at their team, they're going to go, oh my God, who are these players? But we don't need to take the mick out of each other. Let's just enjoy it. Right? Just enjoy it. Where's the mm-hmm. love? There's a love. The, um, were, you, were you getting a bit of that? Um, you're seeing a bit of strife from that on Twitter, were you? People complaining about it. Just a... pe- people love, you know, people saying, oh, yeah, you've got the free hit, it's all right, but you're not going to have City players. Yeah, well, I'm not that stupid. I know what I planned. <laughs> like, I know exactly what I'm doing. And if I want to take a risk with that City players for one game week, don't worry about me. I will have three City players by 37. I could have had Sane, Walker and somebody else, and they didn't play in 35 anyway. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to, to, to judge anybody. People decided to use their free hit in game week 31. If it worked out for them, brilliant. Some people decided to use it in a completely normal game week, like Dale, and it worked out for them. And I think you've done as well, right? Do, you guys used it in a different yeah. game week. Exactly. Yeah, we Everybody had a plan. Well, let's say most people had a plan. Some people probably just winged it. And that's absolutely fine. It's just there's no point, you know, like, oh, I think people are just trying to make, maybe make themselves better. You know, if, if, if we're going to really show off, well, I got double figures in double game week and then got 70 points in the free hit. So really, maybe mine is better than yours, but let's not compare. We're, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rich, Rich, did you get that? He was like being all, um, you know, where's the love? Let's everyone just be okay. And then he had to put in a little bite at the end where, yeah, well, that's it, I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I don't want to jinx it, Don, but I'm, from 120k, I'm now 22k. So, you know, I've, my plan is working, and I'm sure there's other people who have planned that worked. And if your plan hasn't worked, at least you had a plan, and just keep going. You know, there's still three game weeks. There's a double game week. Anything can happen. Great stuff, fellas. So we'll move on to the next section of the show, which is I've called it sticker twist with uh, poor performing doublers. So um, there's a lot of players who, with they have double game week in 37 but they're not exactly tearing up trees at the moment. I've kind of lumped a few of them together. Um, Mahrez, William, Ali Son um, from Spurs, and then Kane and Lukaku up front. Um, I'll come to you first, Rich, on this. What's your thinking on these players? Um, are they people that, like, are you basically reserving judgment or are they people that you're kind of looking to maybe ditch as much as they've double game weeks? They're not playing well enough to merit staying in for game week 36 for you. Well, I do own a number of these players in uh, Mares, Williams, Son and Kane. And I think this is, this is a difficult question at this stage. And I don't have a definite answer, but in a way, more questions. Because when you look at all these plays, you ask yourself, like, who's the most likely to play and not be rotated? And if you look at, back at the last um, double game week, you see that Mares he played oh, both games, 180 minutes. William only played 90 Son 116, Ali 83, Kane 174. Um, so that, that's one factor to consider. And then you have to look at it, which players have the best fixtures. Not just in, say, in 37, but to the end of, end of the season. And I would say um, Tottenham, in this order, would be Tottenham, United and Chelsea. Um, so that would be a factor going in the favour of the um, Tottenham players. And then 
The other thing is that although they haven't been in form, maybe next week in game week 36, some of them will show some form and and you'd say, oh, you'd get rid of them that in 36, but then they show form in 36, you say, oh, I wish I had them for 37 because they've now started to play. Because Tottenham are at home to Watford and Chelsea are away to Swansea, uh, which are good fixtures. Then another question is that who are you going to replace these midfielders with? Um I guess everybody's looking at replacing them with um, City players. And then the other question is then, so what's Pep going to do with, with rotation? We've seen that at the weekend, uh, Sane and missed out. Fernandinho missed out. I think he was still uh, banned. But let's see what happens in game week 36. Who does he play? Does Sane get his place back in the team? Does Sterling drop out? Does the other Silva drop out? So regarding all these players, I'm going to defer judgment until uh, game week 37, when I'll have two f- transfers to, and I'll be able to make a, a more informed decision on uh, which players to keep and which to ditch. Yeah, I like it. Um, one actually stat that I saw earlier on on Twitter was that Leicester have only had seven shots on target in the last four game weeks and they've been quite favourable fixtures. So they're really just, you know, they, they are on the beach syndrome, as we like to call it. Um, that's what they do look like. Now, um, I know that, um, Mars, I know you have Jamie Vardy up front. And I think, I know if you'll probably say that he's playing for his, for his place on the plane for, um, for Russia in the summer. But, uh, the, uh, are you happy enough with Vardy? And what's your thoughts on these other players? Yeah, s- similar to Richard, I also have people like Ali, Son, Mares, Vardy. And of course, the legend that is Marcus Rashford. Um, so, yeah, to, listen, uh, I, I completely agree with, with what Richard said. You, you look at the fixtures, although I will add that Leicester also have good fixtures, you know, West Ham at home and Arsenal at home. Yeah? I would see two open games there. West Ham probably have to go for it because they, they're not that safe and Arsenal are just Arsenal, God knows what happens, what, what team turns up. So when it comes to, for me, when it comes about looking at players like Mahrez and, uh, and the midfielders mainly, I think I'm happy with Vardy. In my, it, it, for me, uh, Vardy, Kane, and uh, one more, probably Jesus, will be will be enough for me. I'm happy to go again with that Lukaku, as risky as it is. Um, if I look at the midfielders, uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be a big decision. I, I want City players, of course, but like Richard said, we don't know what Pep is going to do. What we know, there will be rotation. My plan is about City playing the strongest team in the first game week for 37. So I'm hoping that the big players will play. Uh, then it depends who do I take out because I've already got I've got three less than and three spares. I can take one of each and have two, so I can have more city players. And then I spread spread the love in the team rather than focusing on those two teams like I did in 34. And to be honest, yeah, no, the Leicester players didn't deliver that much, but Vardy scored, so I'm happy with him. Um, the other main thing for me with those players, even though he's not listed, is Salah, whether you have him or not. The biggest decision I need to make is do I bring him in for 36 or not? Because if I do, that's a transfer that I need to make on top of my transfers that I want to do for 37. And it really is going to be a last-minute decision. And that that will decide then which uh, either, you know, whether it's Ali, Son or Vardy that will go. And then if they go, it will be a City player that replaces them for 37. Salah for 36 and a City player will replace Salah for 37. So really, it's, do I want to do one in, one out you know, can I live with that Salah against Stoke at home, where he could do another Bournemouth, 
I can live without him against Chelsea, I think. So, and that's why I'm bringing Salah in because I know there's a lot of people out there who either have him and are just thinking, do I ditch or not? And I know we'll discuss it later. But for me, people who don't have him, it's a decision whether you bring him in because that will affect your transfers moving forward and who you take out. Deserving of a segment all to themselves, of course. Um, as you mentioned there, Salah and also Bobby Firmino. Uh, with the fixtures remaining, no double game week uh, and the golden boot likely in the bag and the top four likely pretty much certain. I know Mars won't want me saying that, but it is. Um, is it time to actually look at selling Salah? We've got a ton of que- listener questions in and I know that's the thing on everyone's mind. With three games to go, um, the Chelsea game, um, the Champions League semi-finals, like Salah being rested in at least one of them is quite a strong risk. Um, come to you first on it, Marzi. Would you be thinking that people can risk going without them? And who would you be looking at maybe as an alternative if people are going without Salah? Who would you be looking for of the big hitting midfielders to replace them? Or would it be a complete strategy change that you'd be looking at? Yeah, that's a really tough one. It really depends on your position in in uh, in, in many leagues, if that's if that's what you want. Uh, for example, um, I'm topping my mini league at the moment, but the guy who's chasing me has Salah. So this could be an easy decision for me. I need to protect my lead. Um, if I do decide to bring him in, for example, if I look at the other fixtures, take out somebody like Mares because Ali, Ali and Son have a better fixture at home. You'd think Spurs want to want to bounce back. Um, is 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 Salah the, the first question? Is Salah worth it? Yes, absolutely. Is he going to play? We don't know. But I disagree at the fact that it's uh, top four is secure for Liverpool. We still need four points. So he would not want to go against Chelsea having not beaten Stoke. And I think he will play the strongest team. But it all depends on what happens tomorrow night. Like I said before the City game, if we go in with a healthy lead against Rome and a clean sheet, then maybe he will rest, put Salah on the bench. If not, if we don't, then he, he might. Uh, rest Salah. If we do, then he might play him. It's a really tough one, and I think, unfortunately, uh, you know, we, uh, unfortunately, from a Liverpool point of view, uh, there's you know team leaks, and the game is early. So if you want to hold on and see what happens if somebody releases the team before and find out if Salah's playing or not, then I think it's worth waiting for until the last minute to make that decision on Salah. With regards to Firmino, I haven't had him since game week 33. And I haven't looked back. If you have him now, the fact that he didn't play last game week, I think he'll play on Saturday. So you keep him and then maybe make a, make, make the substitutions before 37. Um, tell us, uh, Rich, do you have Salah in your non-free hit team? So will he be will he be there for you in game week 36? Yeah, he will. He'll be coming back in. Um, yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought long and hard about this one. And one... And I was thinking, yeah, I could um, keep him for game week 36 um, on the proviso that Anfield Express say that he's in the team on uh, Friday night and then look to change him in 37 for a City midfielder, probably Silver. Then I, I could upgrade Bardi to Jesus. But then I was thinking, well, if it, there's a rotation risk with, um, with Sil- Silver, he may not play. Because I don't think it, I don't think I'd drop Salah for say, a Tottenham player or Leicester player. It'd be, it'd, it has to be a City midfielder that he'd be dropped for. And, uh, but then, like I said, the City midfielders, they're all at risk of being rotated because we're not, at this stage, we're not, not 100% sure about what Pep's going to do. And I think, 
after game week 36, we'll have a better idea. So for me, I'll be keeping Salah and, um, and I may want to keep him till the end of the season because they've got a good fixture on the last day against Brighton. Who knows what's going to happen in that game? Richard, do you, yeah. think, do you think he do you think he's going to play? Do you think do you think Pep will mess with us even more and just shuffle the team up for 36? And <laughs> like I'm hoping, he plays his strongest team to for to receive the cup, the or the, the think, trophy. I think he will play a strong team. I think Sane could get back into the team at the expense of maybe a Bernardo Silva or Sterling. Probably more likely Bernardo Silva. I think. Um, David Silva will continue to play because he's he's had a lot of time off this season with, with his private issues. So um, he's got a lot of energy, I think. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, he'll continue to play. And I think he may be taken off again in the next game, um, 60 minutes, 70 minutes, and there, then somebody like um, Foden and Gaia Torre come on again. I think that might be a pattern that Pep will, will repeat in the next games, but but just like to see for sure in game week 36 exactly what he does. Yeah, because one thing actually with uh, Gondwan is the one I have for. Um, I went for kind of the bit of a budget option in midfield. Um, it'd be interesting to see with Jesus missing the penalty if it's a thing that he's on the field. Will Gondwan get the penalty shouts uh, from now on? I think he'll can. Um, I don't think Jesus will take another penalty for City this season. I think uh, Gundogan. Gundogan's on the pitch, he'll take he'll take them. And um, I've got a feeling that Gundogan will keep his place in the team because uh, Fernandinho should be back, I think, in game week 36. And it's whether he'll get his place back in the team because Gundogan's the future. Fernandinho's been a brilliant player for City this season and I've had him in the team with some success. But um, I think, well, he's 33 and he's not the future. So I've got a feeling that Gundogan will, will keep his place in the team. But again, that's something I'd like to see what Pep does in game yeah. Sounds we, we like Edison might it. take the penalty, though. I don't know. I've been reading the news. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I saw that, yeah. But the, um, I mean, I think that the way they played at the weekend, they look like they still want to, they want to finish in a real flourish because, of course, with like Man City's, with all the money that Man City have invested in the squad, the league is kind of the minimum, I guess, requirement. You know, the league, league cup and the league, um, the league win. They'll be disappointed that they didn't go further in the Champions League. And so I think that they will actually want to finish the league with a flourish. But we did mention last week there was a few players that um, that they'll want to get up in their appearances, you know, for their for the league um, winners medals. Um, and the the youngster, what's the name of the youngster? You know, that came on as a substitute. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him. I think he'll feature in every one of the games to the end, and even Yaya Torre as well. But um, a player who I actually wanted, I had a look at, but there was a little bit kind of too pricey was Bernardo Silva. Um, he's kind of eased in the second half of the season. He's looked very bright when I've seen him. Um, we'll move on, Marzi. I'll come to you first on this. Um, the defensive options. Um, what players, what teams, first of all, should we be relying on for defensive points in the running? And what players should we be relying on from those teams? What's your thoughts on this? I know I have double Burnley at the moment. They don't have a double game week 37. Um, a lot of people are probably in the same boat. Um, but what, like, what's your thoughts on the defensive makeup for our teams for this running? Yeah, it's a tough one for defense. Uh, Thirty-four didn't really give us many, many clean sheets. Um, 
obviously Long was a hero, became a zero, but still, you know, did all right. Um, one team I think that you can rely on is probably United, even though they've got two away games. I think if you have a defender or, or De Gea, you, you keep them there. Um, I think it's one of those game weeks that you might be able to go with um, cheaper defenders. Um, for example, you look at like Southampton, they've got Everton away, which is probably not the toughest game, and Swansea away. Um, then Swansea are another team that I, would, that I would be looking at because they also, again, have, you know, they've got Martin, so they've got uh, Southampton and um, Bournemouth, so two good games. Uh, you might, obviously, so then City have got two home games. The problem with City is, what, like I said last time, I wouldn't go anywhere near the fullbacks. God, God, you know, they've got so many fullbacks. Walker, Danilo, Mendy, Delph, uh, the little kid that looks like De Bruyne. I would stay away from them. The one that I think will probably start at least one of the games is company because he's the captain. Uh, and then it will be probably company plus one of the two, one of the three if, if Stones is back. Um, then if, if I look around, uh, you know, Leicester's dot. They just can't keep clean sheets. Um, Chelsea have got Huddersfield and Liverpool. Again, they, they haven't kept clean sheets, but Huddersfield should be a clean sheet. Alonso is going to be a headache. He's a headache for me. Do you keep him because he's fresh? He's too much money, so you can swap him for other players. And then the last thing, uh, two teams that I would look at as well, Arsenal and Spurs. Um, they could potentially be be fruitful. You need to be careful with Arsenal with regards to the Europa. I mean Spurs, uh, normally I don't look at their defenders, but with Newcastle at home and West Brom away, you would expect one clean sheet from those two games. I think it's difficult to, um, to rely on a defensive returns from any team. Um, clean sheet seems so hard to come by. Um, but uh, me personally, I've got um, two United defenders in um, De Gea and um, Smalling. Um, some cheap alternatives, um, maybe like some of the, I agree with the Mars and Swansea players. Um, I'd be looking at um, Fernandez at 4.5 million, Swansea. Uh, he'd be a good shot. Also, Fabianski, he'd be another, he'd be a good differential. I think he's only owned by 8.8% as opposed to De Gea's 44.7%. So they'd be the players I'd uh, be looking at. Yeah, good stuff. Great stuff, fellas. Um, a lot of good options there. And I think, yeah, the, the defence is something that people will probably have to fine-tune for, for this run-in to try to have as much good double game week players as possible um, whilst trying to keep the cost down so we can, of course, afford our Salas and our Canes up front. But um, lads, let's move on to the Game Week 36 preview, where on our show we um, we preview the games from the point of view of what games we like and which ones we don't like from an FPL point of view. We'll come to you first, Rich, on it. Um, looking at the fixtures, what ones are catching your eye from a positive point of view, perhaps defensively or in attack? Liverpool, Stoke and Tottenham, Watford, because the two uh, top six teams... At home to uh, potentially struggling teams in Stoke and um, Watford, but then there are a couple of other fixtures that um, that may not um, register. And now it is um, Huddersfield Everton. That's the 
that's the the next one. Huddersfield, they were they're on thirty five points, and um, the fixtures after this are, uh, are City, Chelsea, and Arsenal. So they're unlikely to get many points from those games. So I think they've got to focus on this game against Everton and to get three points to get them up to 38 points, which with another point, maybe a draw over those um, the last three games, I think 39 points could be enough to stay up. So Huddersfield, they're going to focus on this game. So uh, then the, the other one then is Crystal Palace Leicester game. Not as urgent as... Um, Huddersfield and getting getting a win this week because they've got some easier fixtures to follow against uh, Stoke and West Brom. But that they too are on 35 points. So I think they could do with a win um, to relieve some of the pressure. So they're the, the four fixtures that um, I'm focusing on or they stand up to me as being um, ones to uh, to focus on from a, an attacking point of view. Yeah, I, I think yeah, there could be a good lot of attacking points in them games, all right. Marzi, what about yourself? Um, what games are you keeping an eye on? And if you want to, you can give me your Bar- Barlow and Baldwin captain picks as well. So the games that I'm liking are Liverpool Stoke from an attacking point of view for Liverpool. I mean, this could be a, you know, it could be a, if Liverpool turn up. I know Stoke, in fact, the fact that Stoke need to win or get something might even work in Liverpool's favour, to be honest. Uh, depending on what team he puts out. I, I really like Burnley Brighton from many ways. Like Burnley are good at home. Uh, as a, as an owner of, a, of Burnley defenders at the moment, this could be clean sheet heaven. Um, Palace Leicester. I think Palace will go for the jugular again and they've been playing well. Hopefully if it opens up, then Leicester might deliver. Um, and then the last one for me is Spurs Watford on a Monday night. Spurs need to come back fighting. They're not safe either. I still think the fight is on between Chelsea, Liverpool and Spurs. And as I have three Spurs players, attackers, uh, from FPL point of view, I want them to smash it. For Liverpool point of view, I want them to lose. Barlow will be Kane or Salah. And my Baldwin, Goodmanson. Goodmanson, not bad, Munson, no. No, he's not bad anymore. <laughs> Although he was bad in he was bad in the blank game week, but I forgive him because he delivered in the free, in the double game week. Yep. Um. And Rich, how about yourself? Captain picks for game week thirty six. Who's likely to be your Barlow and who who would be your Baldwin if you were feeling a bit frisky? I think they're all um a bit um risky this week. Um, Kane, who's lack of form, and Salah. Um, he may not there's plays so the doubt about his starting the place in the team. But um got I would pick Salah as actually as the safe one um because of his ownership and then as a risky one, the Baldwin one, um I'd probably go for Son uh at yeah. own to um Watford. Brilliant stuff fellas. So um we'll move on to the listener question section of the show. So, Marzi, coming to you first, um, our friend Dave from Burnley, who, of course, was on our Getting to Know You podcast um, at the weekend, which went down a treat with the listeners, and everyone, of course, listened to that again. Um, he was asking about Salah. Now, we've we've covered Salah off enough. He's wondering about whether he's going to start the next game, and then he's Chelsea away. He was talking about KDB and Silva are just playing for fun at the moment. So, he's kind of um, one thing he wanted to wonder is, can you unravel Pep's rotation plans for the rest of season? If you were taking a guess at it, I'll give pose a little game to you here. If you were playing um, a guessing game of how who Pep is going to play in midfield, 
for the rest of the season. Which midfielders, give me rank of um, who you think is most likely to play most minutes. Sterling, Silva, KDB. So you think that they're going, going to basically stick with the strongest lineup for most games? Or do you think that, that you're, because I know you're talking about earlier on the game when they're going to be receiving the trophy. But do you think, is it, if you're looking at the, the games as a whole, what's your thinking? I do think that those three plus company will play the most out of everybody else. Most likely start most of the games or in the case of people that can come on but still do damage. Cool. Thanks, Paris. Um, the Rich will move on to the next one, which is from Pask FBL, was asking, who are the best cheap defenders for the double game week 37? Um, Nocton from Swansea is my one, but, um, who's, who's your, um, who's your best cheap defenders that have a double? Oh, um, I'd go for Swansea as well with Fernandez at 4.5 million. Other 4.5 or lower Stevens of Southampton. Uh, Morgan 4.4 of Leicester although the only clean sheet that Leicester uh, kept recently was when Morgan was dropped to the bench um, so maybe not in but then uh, Chilwell and again of Leicester 4.4 million and Dummett of Newcastle 4.2 million and I'd, in that order Yeah if you were wildcarding or something for a double game with 37 you could if somebody had a wildcard ship to play you could see a total um, bargain basement um, defence for, for for and even Fabianski in goal, and um, you know just go a total yeah. pound shop pound shop um, defence and load up on the attacking options. Um, thanks yeah. for that. Next up for you, Mersey, is um, the forwards Kane or Aubameyang for game week thirty seven, and that's from FPL eighteen eighty two, John Smith Spurs. So um, I guess you're going to say Kane for this, but um, I'm hoping it'll be over me because he's the one I will own. Yeah, for me, it's Kane all the way. I mean, he can be off form, whatever. He's going to come back fighting, um, I hope, anyway, from FPL point of view. So Kane, a great captain option for 36 and two juicy options for 37. Yeah, I'm um, I'm going to take the risk and not going with Kane for 37 at the moment. That's what I'm thinking, even though I always had planned on bringing him in. But um, at the moment, I have San and Ali. Um, but um, we will see. We'll see if I'll um, if I'll if I'll make the move to bring Kane in. I I think I'll be a nervous wreck, or anyone who doesn't have Kane for the double game week in 37 will be a nervous wreck, um, because as you mentioned, he can he can definitely bang in for those doubles. Um, Rich, next one up is from Mr. Walker Porter. He was asking, he needs some midfielders for game week 37. Um, he's getting off, getting rid of the frauds, Son, William and Mahrez, and who should be on the radar. Now, I know you mentioned earlier on, we talked about those three players. Um, he's talking about Arnie, um, City midfielders. Who would you be looking at as an alternative if you were getting rid of Son, William and Mahrez? which would be risky because you're getting rid of three double game weepers. But um, who would you be thinking other than Man City, who we've covered off in plenty of detail, I think? Well, I, um, I wouldn't consider anybody else other than the City um, because I think you'd be going with um, other, either other Spurs players um, or um, Leicester. I don't know. Well, nobody else really at Leicester or Chelsea. So... Um, it would be the City, though. If I was taking anybody out, it would be the City players. Although uh, he does have a good point about Analtovic, who uh, they play uh, Leicester and United in the 
game week 37. So, and he's out of position, so he could, he could be a possibility. But other than that, I wouldn't use a transfer for anybody else, but the City plays generally. Yeah. Um, Marzi, who is a better captain choice for 36 and triple captain for 37? So if you're going to stick on the same captain, um, he's asking Jesus, Sir Harold or someone else. Um, that's from FPL Prashant. If you're going to go 36 and 37 at the moment, based on fixtures, I would say Kane. Let's see how he does in 36 and then make the decision. It's a long time. Two weeks is a long time in football. Spurs are angry and they, they should come back and could come back fighting. I know people are saying Kane has been off and he hasn't touched the ball, but you know what? All he needs is one goal, one fluky goal to start with, and then they could come back rolling. Yeah, and um, next question from him. I'll stick with you, Mares, again on this. He's wondering about Mares for 36 or go for Ericsson. Um, and then he's wondering about try getting in Vardy for 37 as Leicester cover. We've heard a lot about Leicester being on the beach and Mahrez hasn't delivered. So is it bad taking him out for Ericsson, who's been on fire and they've got Watford at home who are on the beach? Maybe. It's, it could be a good move. Definitely if it's a free move, I wouldn't do it if it was a minus four because you just move in. I've always said don't move a double game week player for another. But in this case, there's so many options in midfield that some of us will be moving some double game week players to bring in City, for example. So I think um, I think Ericsson is a good... Is, it could be a good move because you keep him also for double game week 37. And uh, is Vardy enough cover for Leicester? Absolutely. He's probably their most consistent player. Yeah, definitely. If, if I wanted anything from Leicester, it would be only Jamie Vardy, really. Um, they, uh, you know, I think that's good. And one thing I should bear in mind, as we mentioned, Ericsson, um, I mean, it was Ali who was rested. Um, recently, and it could be Ericsson that's the next man to arrest. As much as he is a little bit safer of an option, um, he seems to have uh, of Pochettino's trust a little bit more, and he seems to be willing to play him in every game. But um, the, it could be Ericsson's turn for um, for arrest, and you would be kicking yourself if in game week 37, Ericsson was rested and Mares scored or did something like that. You'd be um, you wouldn't be happy with yourself. Um, next question is from Grifters United, John G. And this one of, is for you, Rich. Um, to me, a differential must also outscore the higher old and owned or alternative. Otherwise, the low ownership means nothing at this stage. Can you see any viable alternatives to the top owned players in each position for the remaining game weeks? So looking at the top owned mm. guys, is, is there any viable alternatives? Well, looking down at each of the positions, uh, like, in the goalkeeper, the gay is the highest own at 44.7%. I think, as I mentioned earlier, Fabianski at only 8.8% uh, owned is a, is a good option. They have Bournemouth and Southampton at home in 37, then Stoke at home in uh, 38. Uh, for the defence, Otto Mendes, the highest own at 26.9%. And then I'd stick with um, Swansea with, with Mawson. He's 5.1 million, he's 3.6%. Owned, or if you want to go a bit cheaper, was Fernandez, uh, 4.5 million. Then in the midfield, uh, Salah is the most owned player in the game, 59.8%. I'd only look to move him on for a city midfielder, um, Silva. He's 12% owned, or Gundogan. He's, uh, 1.9% owned, and he's, um, I'd say he's definitely on penalties now after Jesus's miss at the weekend. It's just a question whether Fernandino gets his place back in the team. 
And then finally, the forward, uh, Firmino's the most owned at 40%. I was thinking that uh, maybe Lacazette at 6.7%. But Arsenal have got Burnley and Leicester in uh, 37 and then Huddersfield away in 38. So they'd be my viable options. Brilliant stuff. Thanks, Mayorich. Agavanta was asking um, about Salah, so I think we've covered him off enough. But thanks, million, for that question. Um, and FPL Poland was asking about the um, the players who are in bad form but have the double game week. So um, you, you got a good long answer for yourself earlier on there. Um, next one up is from Sabil. Sabil, at I am Sabil on Twitter. Um, they asked, Hey guys, what's up? Need some suggestions for my bench boost in game week 37. Uh, Mars, I'll give this one to you. It's a little bit of a difficult one, but what options would you be looking at um, for game week 37 that people might want to have Swansea defenders or an obvious one um, that people could have on their bench because they're cheapest chips, they have a double game week. But um, who would you be looking at as having decent fixtures in game week 37 that people could look to load up on their bench for 37? Well, just don't put the big players on your bench to make it look better. Absolutely hate that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right. Uh, So, bench players. Um, Swansea, we talked about them. You mentioned them. You've got defenders and midfielders. I mean, key... Uh, King, Klukas, even Ayu, either of them, uh, they could be worth it. You know, Swansea are playing good football and still fighting as well. Um, I like Southampton. I think Southampton surprised a few in the earlier double game week. I know they only got a draw against Leicester, but they've got Everton and Swansea. The Southampton-Swansea game is going to be a six-pointer. So if you want, if you're chasing, you want something different. Why not go for someone like Tadic or uh, Ward Prowse uh, or even Austin, for example, right? I've got Cedric, and he probably will start just because I don't want to waste a transfer around defence. Um, other players that could go on the bench, to be honest, maybe Arnautovic, if you depending on if you have uh, like four other good midfielders from West Ham, and that's pretty much it. To be honest, if yeah, we're talking just bench players, that's not bad. I mean, um, there there is actually when you when you go through them all and when you actually look at the um, at the player listing, there is actually decent value in kind of cheaper players who have done well and who have decent fixtures to, to round out the season. And as you mentioned there, um, you mentioned actually Charlie Austin, and I'll come to you on this one, Rich. It's the last listener question that comes from our friend Mahutsu. Um, he was actually wondering, is Charlie worth a gamble for these last three game weeks? And he was also wondering about best replacements for um, for Alonso. And you're not allowed to mention any Liverpool players when you're giving your recommendations. He's a proven goal scorer as long as he gets the playing time. Um, that's why I've I've avoided him. Um, he's, a, he's a little bit more expensive than say Barnes, who I've had in my team. Um, but uh, I wouldn't look to bring him in, to be honest. Um, but. Uh, that's a, that's the way I, I feel about it. I think uh, Southampton that both the games are away, um, so I don't know whether they'll uh, actually. I don't think they'll actually stay up. I think they'll probably go down Southampton. So um, I'd probably stay away from uh, Charlie Austin. A replacement for Alonso. Um, I got this dilemma because I've got Alonso in my team. Um, 
I would, I've actually been looking at um, is the, I'm replacing probably a Swansea player. So then I've got the money to upgrade somebody, uh, possibly Vardy, to uh, maybe Jesus. That's, a, that's how I'd look. I'd look to go, not to replace him with a like for like, but look to replace him with somebody uh, much cheaper than him so I've got the money to spend elsewhere. Yeah, I think so, yeah, because uh, a lot of people, um, I know Mars, you, you sold Alonso um, before and the, the amount of money actually you, you can spend elsewhere because Alonso was so expensive that um, it, did, it did free up an awful lot of money for forward options. Yeah, I, I, I have him now, right, because of the double game week. Um, but when I look at options, it's, it's easy to just absolutely downgrade him to a Swansea defender and have uh, three million nearly to play with, which is, you know, a lot of money. It is a lot of moolah. That's all we got time for tonight on the Three Amigos FPL show. Thanks a million to this week's honorary amigo, Rich, who you should all follow at Inferno6. Thanks to you, our lovely listeners, for listening, sharing and liking the podcast. And get following our group Twitter account at Three Amigos FPL, Mars at Mars05, Dale at FPL Chef, and myself, of course, at FPL Marple. Keep an eye out for another Getting to Know You episode next weekend. It, last week it was Dave from Burnley, and next up we cross the Atlantic, so stay tuned for that one. Best of luck in Game Week 36. Booyah! One for each other and all for one The three brave amigos are we Brother to brother and them